November of last year, 2022, everyone started to talk about ChatGPT. And then after ChatGPT, there was all these AI tools. And as business owners, sales directors, marketing managers, we're getting hit with all these tools every day. My guest today is going to tell us how he has really embraced ChatGPT and how he's using it. My guest today is Matthew McCluskey. He is the Director of Sales of Lab Compare, Laboratory Equipment, and Forensics. But before we jump in, my name is Donna Peterson, and you are listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. I go all over the world talking with business owners, marketing directors, sales directors about their specific industries, what's working, what's not, so that you can get tips and tactics to help your businesses grow into the future. So let's jump in. Hi, Matthew. How are you today? I'm wonderful, Donna. It's a pleasure to finally speak with you on this exciting subject. You're not kidding. You and I have had a few conversations wrapped around, you know, chat GPT and AI tools. And that's why I think you're going to be able to really help the listeners get some value about how you have embraced it and how you're using it. So my first question to you is, you know, I see on LinkedIn, you call yourself an early adopter of chat GPT. And I'm wondering, why did you adopt it so early? And how are you utilizing it? Oh, it's a good question. I love technology, uh, just as any, any uh, technology, whether it's calculator, whether it's a CRM systems, but anything to make our jobs easier. Um, I adopted, jumped on uh, chat early on, you know, in November, it's been a little over a year now, and anything that I can put in my back pocket that helps me be more successful and helps me communicate to my audience is, is wonderful. So I, you know, I, I started using it to, again, you know, back in November and just talking to it, just practicing and yeah i mean i like that we're talking to it <laughs> sure sure understanding what its capabilities are and as you know and most of your listeners it's changed significantly even in the past week we've noticed some changes as well but you specifically asked me about how am i using it to help me well first and foremost i look at chat by completing tasks so first, I like to take the task that I'm doing, and let's say it's something as simple or as difficult as prospecting for new business. Okay. So I try to implement that technology into my flow, figure out how it can help me. And rather than going you know, forward with chat, I like to define the process of prospecting and try to look at where I want to find, where I want to be. Okay. And then I implement chat in that direction. So for instance, I look to the end result as mm, I need to create an engagement. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to take chat. I'm going to learn it. You know, maybe a person's LinkedIn profile. 
maybe learn their URL where they focus, uh, you know, in their business. And then I try to use chat to create a story for me when I first reach out. Oh, that is that is what every salesperson needs to be doing if you want your emails to be open and read. Yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. I think you and I will both agree. Gone are the days of doing like generic sales emails to people to get them to be advertisers or maybe to be subscribers of your magazines. You've got to really make your messaging specific to that individual. I want to know them before I send the message. Yes. And, and in a sense of that, the talk was if I put Donna's first name in an email, I would have a higher success rate of opening it. That's, there's probably some truth to that, but timing is everything. And uh, But if I can get your attention within 10 seconds and I can tell you a pretty good story uh, within that 10 seconds, and uh, I think I've done a, a pretty good job. So you talked about the tools. So what I'm looking for is a higher engagement rate. So mm -hmm. if I say, dear Donna, you know, the old way, yeah. maybe you'll reply to my email. Mm -hmm. But if I address it, dear Donna, and I put, you know, that first paragraph and define, you know, I'm delivering a million dollars of opportunities to your competitors, quote unquote, and I can get very specific with, you know, using chat as my assistant and load that first paragraph up, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, And the, one of the advantages I learned about that is once I deliver and build these fluid templates, you know, in chat or conversations, I can always go back to them. Yes, And they always learn as more I go. Yeah. So if I have a conversation that's World Innovators and Donna in that introduction, I can keep feeding it information. And over time, it starts to learn how I interact with you, and I can always go back to it. But remember earlier I said it's about the tasks, defining those tasks. And that's where I use the chat predominantly today, is where in process of day-to-day -day sales can I define a uh, task and incorporate chat GPT in it. Yeah. And one of the other things I love about it is yeah. you can share those conversations with your colleagues who have also adopted mm -hmm. chat. Mm -hmm. So once you do something well, you can share it with someone else uh, and then <laughs> you can just build on it. Yeah. And I think that's important just as an industry as a whole. Uh, you know, we everyone has to stop with any generic messaging because you're just giving it a bad reputation for our industries, whether it's marketing or sales. People will be like, oh, marketing doesn't work. Sales aren't working. No, no one's engaging. Well, that's because you're being generic or maybe you're doing that very first personalization of the individual name, which, as you mentioned, really was effective years and years ago. Now you must do more. You must really understand the people and that's what you're doing. Sure, sure. And also it helps to have people around you who have also embraced it. And what I've seen, uh, you know, with the people I work with, um, yeah, AI is, is all of the talk. Yeah. You know, and we see the Google, we see Microsoft, who I think is going to have an advantage 
because uh, I just updated, uh, was it Windows 11? Mm -hmm. And the Windows 11 is on your desktop. It's got okay. that AI assistant right there. And just like they, we saw with the browsers, once Microsoft put their browser on it, they really had an edge. Yeah. yeah. So I see that uh, as, a, as a big advantage. But again, you know, chat as uh, um, a technologies that I've adopted early on, it's just wonderful to see how it has grown. But in, aside from the growth of it, it's really also important. I always say practice. You have to practice with it. You have to practice with yeah. it. You have to go into the back end, personalize it. Let it know who you are. I'm Matthew McCloskey. I'm the director of sales. My goal is to increase sales 20%. So it has a little yeah. bit of an understanding about who you are. So yeah. that's a that's a feature about ChatGP that I don't think a lot of people are aware of that you can put that information in there so that the responses you get back would be more like you and your specific brands and your specific clients that you deal with. Of course, of course, and train it. And then it, we just yeah. learned, I guess, within the past uh, a week that, um, you know, the what is it? there's a new way to address it so they yeah yeah they're, they're, they're defined uh just like syntax in google like mm -hmm. to get better search results now chat gpt is assisting uh assisting us with how to communicate with it how yeah. to take maybe samples of your writing and teach it to write more like you yeah yeah so it's, it's wonderful I see that there's other AI platforms out there now where when we do a podcast, I can upload it. And since they're getting the whole podcast interview, they get a feel of how I speak. They get a feel for how my guests speak. So when it generates maybe show notes or even uh, bullets or quotes, it really reflects the individual. So it sounds like us. Where sometimes with chat, it still is very heavy on the adjectives. Like if, if you ask for like subject lines, like unleash, unpower, it's like, okay, people know that's not how I speak. So I can't use of those course. subject lines. Of course, of course. And, and, and that's true too. And then yeah. also if you instruct it with tone, oh. you can get it to be a little bit more uh, any tone, if you will, yeah. more professional, no hyperbole, yeah. you know, no first person. Um, and it just adapts and it learns. But you mentioned how you're now using it for your podcast. Yes. And what are you ultimately saving? Time. I save a lot of different things. Um, <laughs> sure. And every one of my guests is different. So a lot of times I will start and I use chat GPT and I think you do it the same way. Chat GPT is a baseline for me. I don't use it as my mm. end goal. I don't have it write complete blogs and then just copy it and paste it onto our website. I don't do that. But if I asked it, what would be a good outline for a blog, if I'm writing a blog, or what would be a good outline for an interview with this person and tell ChatGPT exactly who they are, maybe even copy and paste their experiences from LinkedIn, paste it in there and ask, what would be 
real good engaging questions to ask this guest that our listeners will be interested in. And like I said, it gives me a great basis to get started. Sometimes, of course, it's too <laughs> it's it's too lengthy, first of all. They give me way too many questions, but that's where I go and I pick and choose four or five good questions, and then I tweak it based on my relationship with the guest, the industry the guest is in, and the position the guest is holding. But ChatGPT really just gets those creative juices going for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we used to say writer's block in the past. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, when you're sitting there and you want to begin, you know how to begin, but you just have that uh, delay and you can put, quote unquote, a half an hour into it. Whereas if you prompt uh, accurately, you can get your response within seconds right? and you just jump right over that curve. And now I just save time. Yes. And that's a, a wonderful, wonderful aspect of chat. Again, it's a wonderful tool, but we've all heard about the controversies. What yes. was recently Sports Illustrated, somebody was, you know, fired there for cut and paste. We've heard stuff about law. Lawyers, yeah. Law. yeah. But, you know, before you copy and paste, you know, make sure you read it. You yes. Know? And then make sure you give, uh, let your readers know that it was helped, uh, you know, this blog or this assisted. post was assisted with chat GPT. Yeah. So you said a word a minute ago, you said begin. For our listeners who are here, and some people are leery about going on to chat GPT. They're worried about privacy issues. They're really worried about how to really get started. If someone is just getting started with chat GPT, what would be a few, you know, like three steps that they should use to get started? What should they do? Sign up. <laughs> Sign up. Yeah. To, do, like do the three, turn on the take, computer. <laughs> t- turn on the computer. At the end of the day, we're all judged by the work. Yeah. And my recommendation, and even with my children and friends and people who ask for the advice is you have to you have to pay the $20 a month to get access to those wonderful features. Yeah. I mean, $20 a month, what is that? I mean, it's it's really nothing. And if it's going to help you, you know, do your job quicker, it's well worth it. But you said the three things. So I would say just get right into it, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Second of all, know the environment. Go underneath the settings, go underneath your account and learn everything there because it's going to determine quote unquote output of uh chat and and the i guess the last part is learn and practice on prompting mm-hmm. you know they use a term it's called like prompt engineering and and stuff and <laughs> yeah it's it's wonderful and and we've heard all of these acronyms for it you know like race you know give it a role and act action and whatnot and then we just learned the past week you know chat has a different way of approaching it but practice so those three things sign on understand the environment and just practice with prompting and if i can say practice with prompting i would also align that don't ask it how to make a grilled cheese sandwich you know, think of something that you're that you're that you do each day and look at that time that that task takes 
and try to shorten it. So try to go to the end part of the task that you want to do and walk backwards and use that walking backwards to define the prompt that you want on the output. Yeah. So those three things I think are so important. Sign up, learn the environment and understanding uh, prompting. I think those are great steps in that understanding the environment. I think that one needs to be stressed a lot because if you understand the environment, then you'll know better what type of prompting to put. But you'll also learn the more you work with it, you'll realize that as you get, and this people should understand that if you're not on ChatGPT already, when you put in a prompt, it gives you, it generates a response, but you're also able to say, it. oh, can you regenerate a new response for me? Well, maybe you didn't like that response, or you can tell that response, make this sound a little bit more professional. And so you can always tweak whatever response you got you can just Absolutely. keep asking more and more questions, which really helps you get exactly what you want from it. And it's very- Absolutely. Helpful. It is an assistant. And just like our conversation here is fluid, so is that conversation or that prompt with chat. Now I would ask you, Donna, did I miss anything during our conversation? And you would pleasantly remind me, yes, so, you know, we, we said we were going to talk about this. It's the same and very, well, it is very similar with yeah. chat GPT and prompting. And again, that third, most important, understanding the prompt. Now, the last instruction on that prompt, if you will, you can say, can you uh, give me any feedback if I missed anything? Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's again a live assistant sitting next to you helping you do a task faster and more efficient. And don't feed it any personal information. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> no, don't do that. Another way that I've used Chat GPT, I know we've been talking about, you know, putting a prompt down there and help it generate us new content, but I've done it where I'll take content I've already written, I'll copy it and I'll paste it in saying, does this sound professional? Does this sound like I'm hitting on these three topics? Just so that it just double checks. Sometimes it comes back and it'll say, yes, this is professional. But sometimes it gives me advice saying, Donna, you should mention something about this, this, or this. And it just helps me be a more complete writer. I think so. I mean, for sure, for sure. Again, it's that is the task that you're looking to complete. Uh, I also look at using that same technique, you know, when crafting an email and just ask it, check it for grammar and clarity. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it, 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 it shorten it up. Mm -hmm. You know, did I, did I hit those points? I, yeah. I did that. I did something the other day and it ended up being almost a page worth where really all I wanted was three really detailed sentences. And then I said, can you please condense this into three details? And it, and it did. It did a, a great job of it, putting those top points in those three sentences and just made it very short and effective for me. Absolutely. It's a wonderful tool. It's a wonderful tool and it helps with that time and, and saving it on tasks. And, you know, it's funny, you mentioned earlier, it's, you said, Hey, Donna, you know, so you have set up your environment, right? 
So in that environment, how do you want to be addressed? You know, uh, uh, Donna, and it's it's pretty pretty mesmerizing. Also, when it gives you the results, it's I, I like how it just types it out like somebody is on the other end, and that's a little freaky to think it's communicating. <laughs> Sometimes I think maybe it can put it out all at once, but the <laughs> fact that it looks like someone's typing it uh, is. Um, concerning but welcoming i guess but uh, it is again, it is, it is yeah. scary but this is the time that companies really need to and i'm not saying jump on and do everything with chat gpt and i'm not a big proponent of chasing after the shiny objects but i do feel that it isn't going to go away and you've got to start researching no. it and looking into it and like you said just talk with it play with it and then see how can you utilize it in your business and maybe how you don't want to utilize it in your business, but just be able to start making some informed decisions because you've tried it. Absolutely, Donna. I remember um, when in the office we had computers, but they didn't allow us to have access to the internet. <laughs> and slowly there was that adoption and eventually you got to computer at your office preloaded you can go to any website go anywhere on now they're you know they lock some sites down but it's the same idea it will take time to get implemented everybody says they have an ai yeah. but in short it's software mm -hmm. it's software to help make a you know help make customer service more friendly you know quicker you know, and again, I, I repeat from the standpoint of uh, sales and where it helps me is just to be able to create those tasks and take templates that I used, maybe, you know, canned responses. And now I can have fluid templates with it. So now my templates aren't quote unquote canned, but now they're pumped out of AI and a more fluid, a little bit different but the same succinct message. It's wonderful. It's wonderful because now, because you're able to give these kind of messages to people, you start to form those relationships and everything now for a business to grow into the future has to be about cultivating relationships that, that really instill trust because there's so many companies out there. How do people pick and choose who to work with? Well, they're going to work with brands they trust. Uh, absolutely, yeah. uh, of course. And that, that is the hard work. Yeah. And that hard work is now, uh, now we have a pocket assistant that can help us with that. But again, yeah. it comes down to that individual being willing to use it and implement it. Right. Right. So now we're talking about it being assistant. Have you ever come across, I'm sure you have, what type of challenges have you come across or what type of warnings would you put out there for people who are starting to use chat GPT? I don't really have many warnings. First, don't put any personal information. Don't put company information in it. I was trying to use it at home. I'll share a quick story. And I keep a spreadsheet of my budget. It's the way I've been taught. You know, we used to have it on paper, moved it to Excel, you know, and many years later in Google Sheets. But essentially, I thought I was doing a pretty good job with it. So I uh, figured, you know what? Let me see if there's a better way. 
So I started to talking to chat GPT. I won't get into where I ended up, but mm -hmm. I had a lot of financial data in there and I had the opportunity to upload it mm -hmm. and I didn't. So I would say just be very cautious about feeding it stuff now. I don't know what could happen potentially, but um, it's telling it, it's telling us not to do that. Yeah. Don't upload customer information from a business standpoint or company information. Keep it, you know, fairly fairly simple. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. a company name, a URL, what a person does with their LinkedIn profile, which is all public domain. I would yeah. say start there, but don't get too personal with that. That was one of the everything anyway. Right. They do. And whatever's out there, they know it. So I recently in October, I gave a speech to manufacturers about utilizing chat GPT in AI tools. And at the end of the speech, one of the big questions were, well, what about our privacy? What about our proprietary information? And I said, well, don't put it on there. Or if you want chat GPT to analyze something, and I showed them how I did this by analyzing results. I just changed it to promotion A through Z. You know, I got rid of sure. the, you know, specific details. They could see opens, click rates, and then they give us analysis of which were our best ones, which weren't, but nothing that anyone else could have utilized. But meanwhile, it did analyze the data I had, but nothing anyone else could use. And that's, I think, one of the biggest warnings to people is just don't put anything out there you wouldn't want to share with the world. Like email, before you send an email, do you picture your boss, your parents, <laughs> your spouse, everybody behind you and before you click send. I think it's, it's a very uh, similar concept. And one of the things I like about it is when you practice, there's a lot of information and data sets that you can get online just by yeah. doing a Google search. Um, you know, a, a, a dummy uh, data set and just play with it, you know. Uh, one uh, little uh, fun trick was to upload the state of New Jersey data into it and just talking to it. And I found out, you know, where its limitations are. It's only going to take uh, 516 megabytes of data before it says no more. But again, practice, practice, practice. But taking public available data and uploading right. to it and talking to it, you know, tax information. I personally looked at salary information and it mm -hmm. was, you know, who are the top 10 highest paid, you know, you know, uh, public salaries in New Jersey, what yeah. areas, I mean, it's pretty intuitive. So I would start there with uh, your practice. Yeah, that but is nothing great, live. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. I've never given that suggestion to anyone because I just jumped in using actual information we had. But you're right. If a company is leery, start with data that's out there already. Just yeah. start to analyze it yourself, putting in questions and seeing what the responses are so that you could see how you could possibly use it. And if you want to use it for that. Of course, of course. And then we saw uh, um, Google jump into the AI, like with their Google Sheets and yes. whatnot. Yeah. And you can talk right at that top level, like an assistant. Again, Donna, what do you see here? Well, it's yeah. obvious income expenses. This is exceeded. You know, can you put a chart together? 
So I, I don't want to say long gone are the days of pivot tables because it's just another tool and how to create one, but by golly, it can really interpret in real time in conversation. And quickly. You know, as I mentioned, when I put all those promotions in, I could analyze which were the top promotions, but within sure. seconds, it gave me a lowdown of these are your top, these are your negatives, you know, and then it compared opens to clicks. And so it just gave me a quick overview in a short period of time. Sure. So, now, obviously, you you like ChatGPT. You're a big proponent of ChatGPT. My final question to you is, what do you foresee for the future? You know, where are we going? Everybody <laughs> likes to talk about, there's two sides to it. I'm yeah. not really comfortable talking about robots taking over and stuff like that, because they've been talking about that ever since they released the sundial or a typewriter <laughs> or a computer. I, I understand that. Um, but where I see it going for business is it's going to be on every desktop, learn how to use it, learn how to practice, practice with it. Uh, it's going to be part of our lives uh, moving forward in so many aspects. But learn, how do I say this? Stick with one. So no matter where you are, you quote unquote, take it with you. I see that assistant as very powerful, regardless if you're at work or whether you're at home or whether you're amongst friends, make sure that AI assistant is with you everywhere. So I see the future of it in all business applications, whether we're interacting with them directly or you have advanced users um, or let me say that again, interacting with them directly, like uh, advanced users or part of the software that you already have, like maybe Clippy on the search tool. Yeah, yeah. So it's not going anywhere. All right. Well, Matthew, I want to thank you very much for your time today. I, I really think our listeners are going to get a lot out of this because <clears throat> some people are nervous and they don't know how to get started. And I think you gave them some great ideas on how to jump in, get started, talk with it. I loved when you said that. Just talk with it. Um, Absolutely. That'll help. Practice. Yeah. So thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Adnan. And nice to see you again. Nice to see you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. Please hit the subscribe button below so you don't miss our next episode. And in the meantime, if you'd like to talk to me, please feel free to send me an email to dpeterson at worldinnovators.com. Till next time, have a great day.